and welcome to episode 109 of the Game Train Podcast. We're recording this on the 4th of October 2021 and actually tonight we're not on Twitch. We're doing a closed recording tonight because I was a lazy boy and couldn't be bothered setting everything up for it. But joining me is Carl the Lyrical Smith. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. So we've gone a bit old school here, that's right. So this is going to be a listener feed only. So the ones that normally watch will now have to listen. The listeners will be... The, don't watch will be like well we guess we got something for us for a change yeah look at us we're recording a podcast uh, we're actually recording a podcast rather than a video chat that's right oh my god so episode 109 we are going to be um reviewing death loop which came out the other week um we're also going to be having a chat about some things like uh, new world which is released now carl jumped into halo infinite beta and tales of arise he was just showing me off his little cars and Hot Wheels. But uh, yeah, before we get into all that, we're going to roll straight into that news. Wait, how are you, by the way? I'm good. I'm very good. I'm, I'm you know, I'm playing a lot more games. I've had a, a, a bit more time to do that. So yeah, it's been nice. Sweet. All right, news time. Okay, we've got a bit to catch up on the news because we actually haven't podcasted for about four weeks now because, again, we've been lazy boys and our schedules just haven't met up either. It's been a, yeah. it's been a strange time. Carl's been musicking, I've been working, and I've been new worlding myself. There's been, a, there's been a whole Nintendo Direct since we last. <laughs> and a Sony Direct as well. Oh, my, yeah, I know, but, like, Nintendo Directs feel so rare. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even more. Oh my God, you're right though. There's also Sony Direct. Wow, there's a lot of yeah. news. So let's get into it. We'll, we'll go over the PlayStation one pretty quick. Big callouts was they showed off God of War Ragnarok for the first time, which looks yep. awesome, by the way. I'm really excited for this 2022, like we originally thought. Those that thought 2021, yeah. you guys are idiots. It was never going to happen. There was something. There was something that hit me strangely that I didn't expect, and it, it was the fact that I was less excited than i thought i would be because it looks because the first game looked so good yes it looked like the same again like because and that's not a slight that's not anything bad about it it's it looks so good but so did the, it looks no different which is like it's a hard i don't know how to feel it feels like a giant dlc because i'm not wowed by the next generation of god of war which which only speaks to how bloody great it looked when it came out. And I, but, just, I remember seeing it going like, I, okay. It's cross-gen cross as well, remember? So it's not going to go to that next level yet either. Yeah, which is weird because this is like God of War. Like this floored us when we first saw it. And that whole thing about the no cuts, you know, which blew our yeah. mind back mm -hmm. then. Like yeah. that's old news now. Like, And then the only thing else to care about is story stuff but then there's so many spoilers in the game that's so story heavy so i was like kind of underwhelmed by that whole trailer a bit you know like in a weird like i'm excited to play more but there's nothing it's not like why is this part two it just feels like part 1.5 a little yeah um Something in my, yeah uh also a wolverine game has been announced now this was a uh, left of field this one this just came out of nowhere they're like wolverine one day and we're like Give me game now, please. Yeah, don't, don't. I hate that kind of news because that I'm so excited about. I know. There nothing. There was claws. No, nothing. But you feel like it's going to be very Spider-Man-like, but like 
in the wilderness kind of thing rather than set in a city, you know? Yeah, like, what, like, a, you think that's like a Canadian in yeah, the woods yeah, that mm-hmm. he's at? Yeah, 100%. I hope so. 100%. I just, all I want, I'm not asking for much, I don't, I don't care what else they do, all I want is for it to be, like, you know, like a, a rated R type gameplay. Yeah. That's all I want, like, please don't be PG. Yeah. Please don't be PG-13. You know, like I know they want a rated Peggy. <laughs> Peggy. Uh, yeah, I just that if it's just Insomniac, but they get given like the license to go for R and mm. do what you want with Wolverine, like fucking, I'm done. Uh, let's go. And and the I'm other one I want to talk about real quick. They showed off the first teaser of Spider-Man Two, uh, oh. which I like. I'm more excited for this than God of War because yes, yeah, same. Because yep. again, we don't know much about this. They showed off um, Parker and and Morales fighting together, so maybe yep. there's co-op, or maybe it's like you switch characters throughout the game. I think that's what it's going to be like, depending on what's going on. It sounds yeah, like Cra- it sounds like Craven is in it. He was doing the voiceover. So oh, you reckon that was Craven? Craven the Hunter. He had that Russian accent, and he's talking about the hunt and and all that. That's yeah. exactly what Craven is all about. And then yep. right at the end, in the sh- out of the shadows comes Venom. So I mean, it's so interesting that all this Venom in all the, in, in like the different universe, like Venom Two just came out this week, mm-hmm. you know. And then they're all talking about that, but which they did hint at the very end of the first game. Um, I'm so excited. I just it just brought me straight back to Maximum Carnage on the Super Nintendo, which um, made me just feel like. Please make Venom playable. No, I can't see him playable for this, but I could see a spin-off like Morales coming out where you play as Venom. And then maybe oh, then maybe Spider-Man style. 3 they add him in. We have Carnage or something, you know. So you reckon Venom is just uh, the main villain, but there's no Carnage? I don't like... think Venom will be the last boss. But mm. that, that, that's my prediction. I think he'll be like, um, kind of like Mr. Negative was in the first one. Like that, that, yep, that yep, show yep. boss. But I think, I think we'll face off against Goblin at the end. Oh, wow. Goblin and, Goblin and Venom. What a strange partnership. Yeah. Gob- like, well, because uh, well, c- in, I've got all these weird theories about it, but I'll go into it real quick. We're in news. I know, but, um, yeah, fine. uh, this is spoil the territory now. So if you haven't played Spider-Man, play it, but, um, I was always shut your ears. Uh, so at the end, uh, Venom was teased that um, the symbiote yep. was in this machine with Harry, right? Keeping him yep. alive. I think somehow the symbiote gets out of there and gets on the Spider-Man, right? And it was keeping yep. Harry alive. And that's going to piss off Norman about Spider-Man, right? So you get Black Suit and then maybe it goes back to Harry and we get a, a, um, a Harry Venom or it goes somehow onto Brock and we get normal Venom. But then I think it is going to fuel Norman Osborn to go after Spider-Man, injects himself the goblin fluid or whatever, and, you know, boom, we've got Green wow. Goblin at the end. A goblin venom would be fun. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting too. So, That's something we haven't seen. Yeah, I'd be down with Green Goblin, Venom, Craven. Like, yeah, Craven there's been be all cool. kinds of, like, weird venoms. I think there was a comic with a Venom Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, or I've never read it. I've just seen, like, cool art for it. <sighs> Um, and I just like what a nightmare. That I, would I'm be. looking forward to getting the black suit though as Spider Man. Oh, I and, know. and you could see it being a thing that sends Peter nuts, and you have to play as Miles for a while to 
to knock sense into Peter again and fight, yep. you know, um, Spider-Venom sort of thing, you know? Black suit, yeah, Spider-Man, and just things like that. I can see him doing all that. Hey, let's stop theorizing. I could sit there all day. Um, oh, yeah. So I think those were the big announcements at the event. Um, also, in other Sony news, um, just announced in the last couple of days, Sony has officially now acquired Bluepoint Studios. Nice. Okay, good, good. About so, it, look, we probably knew it was coming, but it's official now. So they've supposedly got two games in the works. One is a remake of an old favorite, and another one is an original. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to what they end up bringing out there. Now, remake, is this going to be Metal Gear Solid 1 remake? Is this going to be Silent Ooh. Hill? Or is this going to be Legend of Dragoon? These, these are all I things that have been rumored for like the last 18 to 24 months. Legend of Dragoon would be so good. So that's a, a wait and see. I reckon we'll find out something maybe at the Game Awards, you know, when we get the the next sort of set of big reveals at the end of the year. Um, yeah. Also, um, in Xbox news, Scarlet Nexus is coming to Game Pass, which is yep. awesome because I love that game. It should have already been on there, yep. I feel, from the start. But Yeah, it would have been a, a very good Game Pass game. Yeah. Um, get excited. If you haven't played Scarlet Nexus and you've got Game Pass, go... Go download it. It is an awesome game. It's worth your time. Awesome, awesome stuff. Also, we'll finish off the news. We're talking about the Nintendo Direct from the other week. So it came out of nowhere. It was like Nintendo, like, all right, uh, Nintendo Direct tomorrow. And everyone's like, oh, okay, what are you going to show? They showed some yeah. damn cool stuff. It was a great Direct. It was, like, quite packed. You know, like, outside of big hitters. Yeah. Oh, it was almost a perfect Direct. Like, it, it had... All these different weird, like, just games, and then just, like, additions to the online, like the Nintendo 64 stuff. And the Sega Genesis stuff as well. Yeah, and then when they announced Sega Genesis with a really good lineup of Sega Genesis games. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm just waiting for Sonic 3 to come on one of these, though it never does. Oh, man. It's due to the music rights being tied to Michael Jackson still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's been a long thing and rumor was that they're going to redo a new soundtrack for it, etc. which wouldn't be the same. I feel because the music is awesome in that game, but, um, sad that we haven't seen Sonic three really on any collections or anything or, or whatever. And it'd be nice to get it on this. It would be really, really nice because it's such an awesome Sonic game. Um, it would be, but yeah. Um, so that was really cool. Um, Bayonetta 3 got shown again. We hadn't seen anything on that game in like two, two and a bit years or whatever. So yeah. when we were at E3, Bayonetta? No, it was the E3 well, before that, 2017. It was interesting timing because that, um, um, was it Project Eve that they showed at PlayStation? Mm-hmm. People were wondering if that was Bayonetta at first. Yeah. Uh, just because it was so similar. If you haven't seen the trailer for Project Eve, go check it out. I think it was Project Eve. Uh, I hope that was the name, but a very similar protagonist to Bayonetta, like, um, you know, like a, a a long sort of onesie kind of outfit and a tall, uh, sexy sort of um, protagonist with really flowy hair. The hair was really kind of uh, a big part that made it look quite Bayonetta-esque because it was like really well animated. And when she'd get down low on the ground, it would actually fall and shape with the ground. Uh, and so people were asking about that. And then that made... 
the internet started going like, hey, where is Bayonetta? And then they dropped the Bayonetta 3 thing and they were like, yeah. oh, okay, we cool. Yeah. We cool. Uh, no new Smash character was shown, but they've got a Smash Direct today or tomorrow. It's very soon. Uh, it is very which soon. Which is the same day that Nickelodeon All Stars comes out, which is hilarious. I feel oh like it's, it's a big slap at them. I feel like they had the announcement ready to go, but they went, now nah, let's hold it off for like 10 days and we'll drop it when uh, Nickelodeon All Stars <laughs> releases. So this is going to be the final Smash character unless they go, we've got another fighter pass coming. Got yeah. another one. We've got another four fighters. Get ready for another they, 12 months of hype and speculation and disappointment. This is, <laughs> this is it and this is the end, but I just don't believe it because what's the alternative? Uh, like a sequel not gonna happen no there's no there's no smash sequel for 10 years no at least yeah you know so like and and they can't not do anything for 10 years yep. so the only you know i'm not going to say anything because that sounds obvious but we thought that was going to be the case for mario kart and we saw like after that last dlc of mario kart when was the last mario kart dlc I can't remember. That has got to be about five years ago, at least. Maybe more. I have Oof. no idea. Oh, and before we move too far away from that um, Nintendo 64 news, um, not in the first batch of games coming out, but in the next batch, they announced that Banjo-Kazooie is coming back. Like, uh, just, you know, re-releasing yeah. Banjo-Kazooie, which is just so weird. I can't even understand anymore because they don't even hold the license. Yeah. So they've obviously got some sort of negotiation with Rare... And with Xbox. So it seems that the Xbox and Nintendo relationship is coming back. You know, they've, they've always had that little bit of a connection with Cuphead and Ori. There's like, there's a bond there somewhere. So, mm -hmm. and you know, like, obviously, Banjo-Kazooie was originally on the Nintendo 64. But just the fact that Rare and uh, Microsoft have completely acquired all of that license and... Nintendo is still advertising that it's coming back out in its original form is really interesting, like really cool. I think it's cool. Yeah, um, also Majora's Mask is coming eventually as well, so I'm in for that when that happens. I just want 1080 snowboarding. But the, the sad it. thing is you got to pay extra on top of your normal Nintendo online. I will, which foot do they want? I'm already sawing it off. I think, like, it's, I I think it's a bit I think it's a bit rich, but... That's my really? It's so cheap, though. Like, nah. I think that sorry, man. Sort of... Nintendo's price gouging. How many of us have been signed up to Nintendo Online for three years now? And it's like, yeah, because... oh, yeah, you want this? Are you going to play more, Neil? I I completely disagree. I have to say, like, it's it's like what thirty something dollars. Let, let let me choose if I get A Nintendo year? and SNES or sixty four and Sega as my included ones. What that you don't get to do that? Have you never even witnessed the last twenty years of Foxtel? <laughs> That's not how it works. You get sports and you get no. Like, there's different packages. Things. There's movie packages. There's sports packages. No, you no there, are there are different no, packages. There are different packages. Connected it. Now I disagree. Everyone whinges about the packages because they're like, I just want extreme sports, and they're like, cool. You can get this one with extreme sports and classic movies, or extreme sports and how to knit, and like just extreme sports, please. I'm like, all right, I want extreme sports. And movies, and like, oh, sorry, the movies one comes with music, and it comes with cooking, or you can get extreme sports and how to grow grass, or you get both, and you're like, come on, I want, 
Remember, like, you used to always want to cherry pick, and they knew which ones you wanted. Yeah. And they put one each in all the different things and a bunch of shit ones. Yeah. And you have to buy, like, uh, like a family pack or something. Like, a, yeah. you know, adults were like, I want the uh, UFC, but it comes with Cartoon Network, and I don't care. But kids were like, yay! <laughs> That's so true. And then speaking of movies, uh, they formally announced the Super Mario Brothers movie, which has been in production for a while. Um, oh, yeah. uh, the animated movie. Now the casting was a bit of an interesting one. Wasn't uh, it a bit interesting? We, we've got we've got Chris Pratt as Mario. Uh, we've got Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. We've got Jack Black as Bowser. My God! Like yeah, Charlie Day as Luigi. Oh, Charlie Day um, as Luigi. Yeah. Yep. And then then uh, Anya Taylor Joy as Peach, who uh, you guys might remember from uh, the Queen's Gambit. I haven't seen Queen's Gambit. That. Oh, it's very good. You please watch Queen's Gambit when we finish here. It's very good. Uh, and then um, uh, Keegan Michael Key as Toad, which I'm extremely excited about. A Aaron. A Aaron. <laughs> um, and for those wondering, Charles Martinet will be in it. But yeah. uh, the only thing next to his name was a classic question mark block question mark. Why didn't so, they get Denny DeVito to play Mario? What he's he's obviously Wario in the sequel. You reckon? Ah, Wario. Yeah, don't be kind of. Yeah. But it's an animated film, so Chris Pratt won't be donning the overalls. He'll be just voicing Mario, but still. Yeah, it's, oh, man, how strange. What? I don't know. Everyone kind of almost works, but Chris, I cannot. I mean, I guess like Chris Pratt just happens to be the person that we have to get weirded out by. But no matter who they put there. It's hard to imagine because we have to first imagine Mario speaking at all. Yes. You know? And that's... So everyone's like all weirded out going, oh, Chris Pratt, oh, that's so strange. And it's like, it doesn't matter. He just had to be the scapegoat. Whoever they put there, you know, even if it was Danny DeVito or Johnny Depp or Morgan Freeman, like it's all just like, none of it makes sense. Yeah, it's true. But you know, uh, it's Seth Rogen as Donkey strange. Kong kind of makes sense for some weird reason. I think he's just being typecast too often, man. Like, he was Pumbaa already. Yeah. And, like, he's being uh, all uh, these, like, big, hairy jungle animals. Jack Black as Bowser's great, but again, I don't think we've ever really heard Bowser speak unless he's sort of grunting and then we see text on the screen. Yeah, I mean, same with Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah. Donkey Kong goes, huh? Huh? Yeah, or DK, Donkey Kong. DK. <laughs> okay, all right. But yes, and the uh, and, and moving on from that, the other really cool thing was Kirby in the Forgotten Land. It's a 3D Kirby open world ish adventure ish game. Looks really yeah. cool. It uh, looks like it uses the engine from that last Mario game. What was that? Odyssey. One? No, God, no. Goodness gracious, no, 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 no. Oh, um, oh, um, Super Mario 3D World. Yeah, the the Bowser one. Oh, the 3D. yeah. Bowser's Fury is mm -hmm. what I'm thinking of. Because mm -hmm. that's kind of 3D, uh, but, like, not as high texture. Like, I, I did look back at that trailer to try and see, like, similarities. And it, I, I thought, maybe, let's go see if this is, like, uh, Odyssey, but it's, like, not even close. Once mm -hmm. you look at it, you're like, oh, it's quite actually uh, plain. Not not to say it looks bad, but it looks quite, like, uh, very simple textures. Like very very simple um, shapes and colors and shading, and it, so it looks a lot more like that Bowser's Fury one possibly. But interesting that it's like post-apocalyptic, 
Um, so I wonder what's going on there. Kirby like, and the Last of Us. Kirby and Last. I guess that explains what um, All Mate's gonna do after Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, um, concluding all that, that is uh, that's the news. I'm gonna hit the button now, and we'll slowly fade into the music. Boom. One day we'll fix that. One, One day. day we'll fix that. One I'm day. so surprised you didn't talk about those massive Pokemon trailers that dropped. Like I didn't even week. see the Pokemon trailers. <laughs> Two like big ones. When I was don't that? Even... Um, mate, you have to watch the Pokemon the the game news in my Discord. All right, it's always up to date. Pokemon no, Legends. I've been RPS I've been trailers. I've been out of it for days. Um, There's like all new um evolutions like for old Pokemon. There's all this, like, stuff I, you know me, I don't care. Uh, but it was like, I'm like, this must be news for Ellen. Oh, um, I'll go have a look at that. I've just been out of it for days now, days. Um, but anyway, before we talk about that, tell me something you have been playing. Me? Oh, yeah, I, I wasn't ready. Um, I was ready to hear all about uh, New World. No, I, um, well, I've only got one thing to talk about. you got three, so I just didn't want to talk. Oh, yeah. And you talk, talk, talk. Okay, fair enough. Just that's trying to split things up here on the on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, well, I jumped into the Halo Infinite beta. Mm -hmm. That's probably uh, the the most important thing. Now, I had to go away for the weekend, so I didn't get to jump in and play multiplayer with other players. But I got to jump in and check out the uh, the four different maps they had, and now they have weapon drills um, and they have training against bots, which is all. Fantastic. That's actually more than I wanted at that time because I thought like if I had to do that and play multiplayer, I was wasn't actually going to have enough time. So not having multiplayer gave like forced me to jump into this section, which I actually love. So the weapon drills work just like a, you know, kind of like old mobile games like Angry Birds or whatever. Because each section um, section has like three stars that you can replay the level to try and you know get a three star value. You get one star and you know depending on how well you do and you're trying getting three stars on everything and there's three little mini games uh i could say almost for every weapon so like you get the needler and they're very simple it's nothing crazy it's just like okay get the needler kill as many uh still standing targets as possible in 30 seconds mm -hmm. and then the next one is do the same thing but they're running left and right and then the third one is the same thing but they're ducking and hiding behind cover oh. and that's it um, and, and then you got to just shoot them and you're learning how to use each different weapons and then it, it gives you a chance you're not being attacked you can just sit there and you can like count how many like the still standing ones every time you kill one of the um, they're, they're kind of like spartan holograms so as soon as you kill one of those spartan holograms another one appears oh. and so you can like slowly and wherever you hit them uh, they glow so you can tell if you're getting a headshot or a body shot or all that kind of stuff you can shoot really slowly with the pistol, or you can see how well the homing effects of the uh, the needler works, or like how outspread the shotgun is. And then you can stand back or stand close and really take your time and figure out how many shots to the head does it take to kill someone with a pistol? Or how far do I have to be to shoot someone with a shotgun? Or like what I was doing, which was simple. Th I've been playing Halo for like years and years, you know, like we all have. Um, but it's so nice to just finally sit there and take a, the the AR that just 
the auto rifle and go like, okay, can I kill two people with one clip? Mm -hmm. And you can. And I didn't know you could, but you actually, you, you just can. And so I'm like, all right, testing that. And do I have to shoot them in the head? So all that kind of, and that's just a weapon drill. So that alone, I could just go for hours because they have every single weapon and you can learn how to use like the alien weapons and just, you know, the rocket launchers. And Was there really spoilers on weapons in that though for you in the, from the main game? No, I, I, I guess not. Like there was a few cool details, but I don't know if it was every single weapon. Good mm. question though. But I did have a look and like, the shotgun wasn't there. There was kind of a different, like a, a gun called the Bulldog, I think it was. Okay. I didn't write them all down. Uh, but it was effectively just like the shotgun, but not the classic one I remember. Um, but then playing the levels, the first one, I, I wish I wrote more of this down, but the first one felt very much like um, Counter-Strike. Oh. That famous dust one. What, what's that? Mir uh, I'm not Mirage, even sure. I don't know. Yeah, but it felt very much like counter-strike uh csgo and it but it was like beautifully rendered and then some of the other ones that they let you jump on and drive a warthog and uh drive ghosts and mongooses and then you got to um in in the training you you get to go like 4v4 with all bots and you can choose their difficulty and then at any moment you can press pause and you can change what weapons you have you can change your loadout and it just appears on you and then you unpause and off you go i got to use the grappling hook which handles amazingly. That thing is so cool. So that works kind of like the, um, uh, like you can't just use it anytime you get five uses. So it's like a, um, uh, you know, like an item. And that, that works like how the items used to work in say part three. And I guess all of the others, you know how they had like the, the jet pack mm -hmm. um, and so on. But so you, you'll get like a, one of them is a shield you can throw on the ground and it, puts a shield in front of you one is like a shield that covers your whole body for about 30 seconds you can have a, an item that does um uh, invisibility one is like a rejection kind of um how do i explain explain it like a fus rodar kind of thing that you press next to people and it throws them back um so unfortunately the um the the hook shot thing you know the grappling hook is one of those okay so you have to use one of those slots and you can't you know use a shield or something and when you have that item it's depleted after you use the grappling hook five times then you're empty again right and you have to go find it and it, they treat it kind of like special items you know when they say like special items available and you can go get rocket launchers and grenade launchers and then those items as well so okay. they don't appear straight away do you, um but, do you think the grappling hook in the single player campaign will be unlimited Use or do you reckon it'll be just five uses and you got to find another one? I feel like it, it better be unlimited because it's it's an open world, so it's not just like levels. Yeah. So unless it's like unlimited while you're exploring, and then it's like it changes if you're in some sort of a mission or something or in certain areas, but that would just seem really weird to me. Mm -hmm. And the way they're kind of um, promoting the fact that it's going to be like this huge open world with all these different hubs, and you can go and explore at your you know. Uh, and how, how, however you want to, it just seems like it would be weird if they made that only five uses, and then you got to go find another one mm -hmm. in like what behind a tree or in a ditch or something, and then you'd keep running back to go get your, you know, I, I don't know. That's a very very good question. Mm -hmm. Man, I wish I tried open world. God, that'd be fun, right? I'm so curious. How does it work? What does it all mean, Callan? Uh, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. 
Uh, most importantly, it feels and looks very good. Like it feels like Halo, but it feels mm -hmm. modern. Okay. So you still, the time to kill is still like a lot slower than your Call of Duties. Uh, the jumping is still like, you know, like kind of that low gravity. You still feel there's that kind of slow heaviness to it that you either love or you hate. As a Halo fan, I love it. It's just a lot of control in the air. Uh, the vehicles feel amazing. They control really well. Mm -hmm. It feels so strange to drive the Warthog because it feels like walking. You okay. just you accelerate by pressing forwards. But um, yeah, the levels are, were a really nice mix of like nostalgia and then new new design and then influence from a lot of old first-person shooters. I'm nice. very excited to see more of those maps. It's very cool. I guess I'll talk uh, about the little game I've been playing. Yes, hit us. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> New World finally came out. So we spoke about it last time. It was in open beta. Um, game is out. Came out. Oh, God. Jeez, I'm so tired. How do I feel about I'm New World? so tired still. <laughs> um, game Really? You hate it that no, much? No, no. Everyone no, I haven't even tried it. Uh, um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, the game came out last week, um, last Tuesday night or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and I was so excited. I was like, here we go. I was there I'm counting down the hours and the servers were going on at what? Oh, eight, yeah. Eight or nine or whatever it was. And I'm sitting there with like one minute to go and I'm just refreshing the server page. Server that I chose came up. Uh, which is Yama, by the way, if anyone is playing it out there. Um, and then I went, yep, okay, cool, let's go, bang, in. I'm in a little queue of 50 people, moves really quick, gets to one, and the game crashed. Game crashed on me. Oh, my God. When I was about to get in. And it sent me all the way back to the end of the queue, which was, I was it 4,000 I was in? Yeah, it was at least four thousand. Yeah, I was in a I was in a nice queue of about four thousand people, so I didn't end up getting on the game until about one a.m. One half past one in the morning. Um, oh my god! And I finally got in. Again, I was very excited, but I'd missed that initial super hype. You know, I I I'd just been sitting there pissed off for five hours. <laughs> oh my god! And I couldn't sleep. Because I just had a coffee as I was loading into the game. I just finished the coffee. because so I was like, let's go, let's go. And I'm like, next time I'm going to wait for the queue to finish before I have a goddamn coffee. So anyway, I started yes. at like half past one or whatever. And I ended up playing it until nine in the morning or something horrific like that. Because um, I, I just wanted to get started, you know. And I had a little goal sheet set out for myself. And I hit most of those goals in that first playthrough. Like that first play session. Um, ended up joining a, a guild on the server I'm on. Um, and in this game, you can guilds can capture territories. So I think there's 11 territories you can capture. So we're the first guild to take over a territory, which was great. It happened to be my wow. it happened to be my favorite town where I wanted to buy my first house. And if your company owns that territory, you get a big discount. So I'm like, we're in, boys. Let's go. This is great. So oh yeah, my God. Well we're, we're the first one on our server to to get it. So we all pulled our gold together. Um, so it costs 100,000 gold to buy a territory at the very start of the game when no one owns anything, right? So yeah. everyone pulled... Their, like Every time we made gold, we just threw it in the bank, threw it in the bank, threw it in the bank. Um, so I ended up donating a couple of thousand 
in at the start. So I had no gold at the start, but it's to it's to take a territory, which is a huge benefit in the in the discounts and and influence and, and things like that. And it also stamps your authority on the server at the same time. Yep. By doing this. And there's only and there's only eleven territories. So at the moment I think we own three or four of the territories on the server right now. Um so we own a lot of land. So to take land back you have to actually declare war on another company and you've got to build up your influence in that area by running PvP quests and eventually you can um, declare war and then you go to war where it's a 50 on 50 battle and the winner keeps the territory. So we've had people come at us several times now trying to take our towns. We've gone after, uh, um, after other people's towns. I got to go in one the other night which was exciting and we took a town from someone so that was pretty cool. Um, but sadly there's a little exploit going around at the moment where you can rush the influence. So the influence is supposed to build up over a matter of hours while people were making okay. it build up over a matter of minutes. So they could declare war in minutes. So you couldn't stop it. Because normally you've got a, a chance to... You can see the build up of influence happening. So yep. people from your faction will go out into the world and fight these players randomly in the open world to, to stop them completing these quests to build their influence to declare war on you, right? Yep. And, you know, we've seen it a bunch of times at building up, so a bunch of people head out and, and all that. But um, there's an exploit where you can do it in a matter of seconds. So uh, wow. right now on our server, I think I think eight of the nine uh, of the 11 territories are contested with wars coming up, which just isn't right. That shouldn't be happening. Um, and, it's, and it's really bloody sad to see um, because it, put, it puts pressure on us now. It's like, well, we don't want to lose our town to a bunch of exploiters even though they're still got to beat us in the war to get the town but we've got two towns tomorrow night in conflict at the exact same time so that splits our player base in two so we can't have a yep. full strong a team pretty much we've got to split our players across two teams to defend two towns at the same time like it's it, i'm hoping these people will get banned but anyway let's talk about the game itself so um, yeah, because uh, so is it like a sports game or? Like no, a, it's, a, it's an open world RPG <laughs> MMO um, with an action orientated combat focus. While um, Final Fantasy and World of Warcraft are tab targeting um, button pushing games, in this one you can you can swing your sword or, or shoot your spells every time you click your button, shoot off specials okay. with other buttons, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I spoke a bit about this in the beta last week, but yeah, it's sort of how it works. It's got a very robust gathering crafting system. This stage already, I've managed to max out one of my gathering professions, skinning, um, which is really cool. But it takes a long time to still build up your crafting level. So my highest, I think, is cooking um, at 115, 115 out of 200 or something. Engineering is over 100 now. Um, Not fishing. No, no, fishing, I, I started fishing the other day. Fishing's like almost 30 out of 200 now. Um, so that's been that's been. Tell me fun. more about the actual game. So you go into this new world, it's an open world RPG. You, uh, yeah. you, you do quests, um, you fight monsters. Um, so you can start off in one of four different zones, um, which I kind of like because it sort of splits the population at the start a little. Um, yeah. yeah. They're all packed in. I guess then, Final Fantasy kind of did that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you got a choice in Final Fantasy. This you didn't. It was random. Oh, they just chuck you in. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's four different starting towns and or beaches. Actually, you start okay. on a beach, and um, you go from there. So, um, 
Yeah, which I, I, I don't mind, actually. And I actually got one of the really good starting locations when I actually got into the game, so I was kind of happy about that. There's one nice, that was a huh? real shit one, and I'm like, I'm like, the other three I'm fine with. If I get the shit one, I'm going to be pissed. I think I would have been double pissed after being in the queue and then getting oh the, shit, the shit beach, you know? Of course. It, it just had the longest walk to get into it, and it's just away from everything there was lots, supplies of, and whatever. lots of reasons so then um and then as soon as my company took over Windswood, the town which i love i moved all my shit up to Windswood, and that's where i've been sort of playing out of um yeah and you go out in the world and you you do quests there are dungeons um there, there's pvp if you turn it on so you don't have to pvp right when you're in town you can push a button to yeah. Enable PvP and when you leave the town after 30 seconds it activates. So you if you don't want to be ganked or ever fighting as a player, you never have to. And I've heard people go, Oh, I don't want to play this game and get ganked and killed like in something like Rust over and over. I hardly go out with PvP turned on because I'm petrified of people running in a group of twenty and just annihilating me. Um yep. So I, I, cool. li- I li- nice that you can opt out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can opt out and just go about your day. And I've been playing this with a bunch of people. Like I know a lot of people on our server actually. I ran into Fazikans and Fizzy and Townie randomly. Well, I had That's no amazing. idea. Pandas on there. Um, I've been playing yep. with Dez, Midnight Vic, Dubu. For those um, who don't know, most of those names uh, are very involved with generosity yes. as we are. Yes. Um, and it's actually, our server is the, almost the Oceanic streamers server. A lot of streamers are on that server. Um, oh, I know Hex and Barjo were on there, but they actually left the first day because of the queue. Um, they yep. went elsewhere, but everyone else seemed to have stuck around. Um, but it's, it's really cool that there's this great collection of people that I, I kind of know and stuff running around. That on is the server. Really cool. And then I ran into Ryan the other day randomly. I didn't know he was on there either. He was talking about going to Yama. And um, I thought he was going to get frightened off by the queue um, yep. at first, but no, he stuck with it because the queues have died down a lot. Like, it's not as insane as it was. Okay. Et cetera. And what's that due to? Like, uh, people just giving up? You pe- think, people people giving up. I think they expand the server capacity a little of people on the server. So it was originally 2,000. I think they bumped it to 2,500, maybe 3,000. I don't know where it sits at the moment. Yep. But I think people have migrated to other servers and things like that, which is... You know, which is fine, but I think we've got a quite a balanced server in terms of the three factions, and I think people are quite split between the three factions um, quite evenly. And actually, yeah. most of the people I play with are on my faction. So you can play with anyone from any faction if you're doing PvE. If you're doing PvP, you can't. So, for example, okay. if you're on another faction, like I, I'm Panda's on another faction, so I could do Dungeons with Panda, but I'll never be yeah. able to fight wars with Panda because he's on the other uh, on the other right. team. Um, but um, Ryan and and Fazzy and all them, they're 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 all syndicate, same as me, which is just amazing coincidence. Because again, Ryan was like, "I'm going to go a different team." I'm like, "All right, Ryan, whatever." And then I ran into him in the game. Just re- I was chopping trees, and he was in this cave. And I saw in the corner Nutty's FC like thumbs up. I'm like, brilliant. <laughs> and went and changed. <laughs> went, FC. I yeah. know that name. Yeah, so I call myself Game Train. So in case people do see me, they recognise who I am right, that, cool. that, that's well, how Fazzy yeah, recognized cool, me because I was AFK yeah. I came back and there was some naked guy dancing in front of me I'm like oh piss off and I looked at the name tag it was Fazzy <laughs> oh my god that's so great um, but yeah I'm level 45 now it's a level 60 cap um, the zones okay. are beautiful especially some of the outer zones like first starting areas I've done a lot in the beta it was so nice to move into other parts of the world and start exploring more 
um, there's some really cool places and I've still got some really cool places to get to um, and I'm really excited I should stop talking but I've played a lot of this game so far like hours and hours of this game so far I love it I'm having fun it's a it's a, it's an engaging MMO and it's good fun to play with friends and that's what I'm really enjoying with it is is playing with people and just doing dumb stuff sometimes so yes um, tell us real quick about Tales of Arise please <clears throat> um, I think I'm going to talk about Tales of Arise next time okay it's, uh, it, it's quite uh, lengthy and I, I want to talk more about it with you as well because it's something I think we'll both agree on um, but I'll talk really quickly on Hot Wheels yes uh, that's please. the one I've been playing the most and that's kind of just quickly quicker and easier to describe like Hot Wheels is is what it sounds like it's a racing game uh, which is just so refreshing because it's another silly sort of cart style racing game, mm -hmm. which, you know, they're just few and far between, uh, especially ones that are actually good. This one just came out of nowhere and there's been so many Hot Wheels games and they're kind of like hit and miss. Uh, and this one is just, it feels awesome. It's really fun. There's so much collecting. Every car that you get, you, you, can't, you can buy like... Um, packs a car so it's all about collecting the toys mm -hmm. and then racing them and they all feel different oh that's every awesome. car and then not just that but you can collect either money or mm. cogs which you use to upgrade your cars and you can upgrade every car as well and so if you get like a common you can upgrade it to rare if you get a rare you can upgrade it to legendary it changes the stats it changes like um even how the boost works so boosting is the main item in this game and every car has like Say you, you get a like a really fast car, it'll just have two little buttons that you can use up, mm -hmm. two little boost things, and that's how it works. So it's kind of like a rock, paper, scissors, but like with a lot more variables in it. And some mm -hmm. cars have like a boost bar that you use up, whereas some have like five shots of boost and that's it. And then you can upgrade it and do something like give it uh, better acceleration, <laughs> better speed, but then that takes away one of your shots of boost and so on. And it's just kind of endless, the combinations you can get. And then on top of that, you can then go in and change the paint jobs and patterns of every single car. Uh, or you can browse other people. It's just kind of like, uh, like Forza Horizon, that kind of editing, uh, but down to a toy level. Uh, and the toy models themselves look fantastic. It's, um, it's one of those games where they actually make it look like the toys. And these look just incredible. It's not like, um, you know, they make a car kind of like in the same shape of one of the classic toys, which they do in a lot of um, Hot Wheels games or, you know, where they just bring the camera right down and then they kind of just set it up like a car would anyway. It just looks like normal tires, but the car shape looks like Hot Wheels, kind of like the um, Forza Horizon 3 DLC, which was fantastic. But what they did there is they made Hot Wheels inspired designs of a real sort of car shape using that same engine that they used to make you know just a bmw or whatever normal car it sounded the same the engine was the same the wheels looked like rubber and you know the paint jobs were like highly detailed whereas this you can tell when you chip some paint off these cars a huge chunk of paint gets chipped off because it's like they're tiny tiny cars and you can see that you can see like fingerprints all on them which only happens at the end of the game like the end of the race when they show your car mm. if you pause it to do like a photo mode your car at the start looks pristine, and at the end, it's got fingerprints and dints and scratches all in the paint, as if it's been touched and held by people playing with little cars, going like, broom, 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 all around the track. So it, it just feels like the old Hot Wheels collection that you remember. And <clears> unlocking <throat> it, you can unlock it. Uh, you can find games throughout the um, campaign, or you can buy, like, mystery boxes, which you 
can't use real money on. You have to use the game currency. So they're all unlockable and they're all completely random. Whether you get a legendary or a common uh, or anything or rare, whatever, you could get the DeLorean or the Batmobile, or you could just get like, you know, some pickup truck or a car that looks like a hot dog. Um, there's so many random ones. My favorite is one called Roller Toaster, which is a car that looks like a toaster. It's slow as shit, but it has like six boosts. So you're just constantly boosting around bends, uh, but it topples very easily. The um, You might know this, like uh, the best way to compare it is that you can control yourself quite a lot in the air and that plays a big part. And it's not like Mario Kart or Forza where once you're in the air, you kind of have to just hope for the best. It's mm -hmm. more like, uh, it's actually kind of exactly like GTA V. Oh. That kind of controlling. So when you're in the air, you completely control your pitch and your yaw, you know, and like exactly how your the direction of your car and where and how it's going to land. And that really affects how you go. So if you take a ramp too far, you're gone straight oh. off the track. Okay. Um, but yeah, so just a lot of fun, a lot of chaos. There's an online mode. There's a campaign mode. Uh, there's not a lot of other sort of creative modes yet. I hope and feel like they might add it in DLC. But just mm -hmm. I've just been collecting cars, and I can't wait to jump on and play it with friends. That's awesome. Uh, let's roll into yeah. our shout-out now. Uh, let's do it. Which is going to be generosity this week. I'm going to let you do that because I really need to get a drink of something real quick. Um, yeah. So you, you shout the generosity out. I'll be back in a second. No problem. Hi, guys. This is me shouting out generosity. I wasn't ready. This guy, he's, he's sneaky old Callan. Old sneaky Callan. And... Uh, I wonder if he listens to these when he edits them. I'm going to check it. Callan, if you listen to these, then then you're a sweet, lovely, lovely boy. Uh, but anyway, Generosity is coming up, and it's this week. I don't know when this is going to be released, but uh, depending on when you're listening to it, it's going to be the 7th. To It's running alongside PAX, uh, which is also massive. PAX is going to be all online, as is Generosity, running from Thursday the 7th of October to Sunday the 10th of October. Uh, Friday the 8th of October. But PAX is? I don't know. Hey, man, you've been gone, okay? You don't know. I'm going to let Callan take over and talk about Generosity. <laughs> I need to go get some water or something. Uh, Generosity Charity Streets is back in conjunction with PAX Oz Online, running the weekend of the 8th, 9th, 10th of October, 60-hour stream, streamers from around the country, featuring the lyrical Brianna Gray's Panda TV. Panda Is Panda doing something? I hope he is now that you've announced him. He might not be doing something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, a bunch of streamers, etc., doing stuff over the weekend. Uh, it's going to be really great. We're hoping to maybe do a podcast on the weekend sometime. We'll see yep. how we go. You might see yeah. us doing on filler, 15-minute streams here and there, between segments and stuff. We'll see how we go. Generosity yes. this weekend, raising money for cure cancer, fuck cancer. Donate generosity.com.au, please. Uh, it's on Twitch all weekend. Go check it out. Excuse you. I do know that Lucky Bones is coming back, and to Braddy and Mick Pone, um, as, as just some names that are going to be there streaming. Uh, and they are just some of our favorites that we have had come along to Generosity. So jump on and check them out. Uh, oh. As well as us. Oh, yeah, and yes, if we sir. hit 25 grand, my hair and beard will be shaved again, so please donate so I, I can have a bloody haircut. Yes, please do that so Talon can get rid of that insane mop around his face. That's right, that's right. Anyway, we should move into our review game because we are starting to run time at the moment, all right? Yep. So 
This week, our review game is Deathloop. Alright, so Deathloop is developed by Arcane Studios and published by Bethesda Softworks, who is actually owned by Xbox these days, but this is a PlayStation exclusive. That's right, so this was all signed off and delivered. Exclusive. Timed exclusive. But this was all signed off before Xbox acquired Bethesda, so yeah, it's a bit strange, but it's one of those things. People like making jokes about it. It's like, damn Bethesda, enjoy Elder Scrolls 6 on PlayStation, not. Okay, anyway, so. Um, this is um, made by um, the studio under Bethesda Arcane. Yeah. Um, they've done other games like Dishonored and Prey, etc., which we have spoken about on the podcast in times gone by. So, again, they've gone with another first-person adventure. This one uh, is called, as I said, Deathloop, and the game revolves around you being stuck in a time loop in that every time you die, uh, you go back uh, two or three days ago, whatever it is, where you wake up on this beach and you go again and yes. t- time will keep resetting itself until you take uh, assassinate these key targets around this island where the game is where the game takes place um yep. and your objective is to assassinate all these targets within the three days um or you go back to start again and r- rinse and repeat yes well it's within one day but three resets of your life Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting confused with the times of day. Yeah, sorry, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. my so, bad. Yeah, it is. Very, it's very confusing. So, the, a thing about um, Deathloop, which we need to clear up in this review, and many reviews have been trying to, but it's hard to say until you're actually playing it. The game is quite overwhelming on paper because it seems like it's it's based on a day, and you have to complete, you have to kill eight targets in a day. Each day, you learn how to kill one or two, and then you end up killing all eight in one day. And then if you don't get a day done properly, you have to start it again. But it is nothing to do with time. So, which is very confusing because like, as in real time. So in the game, they treat days more like different levels with different variables. And you can take as long as you like. So there's there's this weird sort of uh, thing going on on the internet where they say, oh, it's too much pressure. Uh, you know, it's too stressful. I can't do the time thing. I hate being timed and pushed. But it's like each level is just a different variable. There's, there's like, a, I think, is it three different areas or four different four areas? Four different areas, four different times of day. Four times a day. And that's all it is. So it's yeah. just that many levels. So you do yeah. one level in the morning mm-hmm. and you can, you can sit in there for 12 hours if you want and yeah. run around and discover everything. Take your time. You can kill people. They can spot you. You can run away and then restart the stealth and then collect every single piece of information and things you do there affect what happens later in other levels yep. uh, when you replay them at different times of day but again you can jump out and then go oh let me see if i've affected anything in the afternoon try that same area in the afternoon and again you can sit in there for 10 minutes or 10 hours it's yep. it's as you can take it slow it's very calculated and it's nowhere near as stressful as the promos make it out to be because yep. the whole time this game felt like gotta get it done gotta run in go one day go 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 learn how to do it fail try again go 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 and that's how we thought it was even while playing you still kind of feel that and you're rushing along and they're saying this and then it clicks and you're like oh wait these are just levels and variables it's actually it's actually a really calming strategic beautiful game with great level design and very interesting intricate concepts that mm-hmm. uh you know interlay within each other and it's very fun if you play it 
slowly. Yes. Uh, the game's it. like a big puzzle. Like As we said, there are four areas, four different times a day, eight people to kill, and you've pretty much got to figure out what order to do the areas in, where the people are, and kill the specific targets in a certain order as well, yes. um, depending yep. where they are on, on that point of the day, because they move locations as well, depending on what yep. time of day and is as well. And what to do to trigger what action. Yeah. To make that happen, and, yeah, yeah. So it's like this big puzzle that you got to sort of work out in your head, like, okay, so I've got to do this in the morning, this is in the afternoon, etc. And you start to feel it out as you go and try different things in different orders and go, that didn't work, but this will, okay, or I've got, I've got this down, this down. We can take out four, um, you know, on these this areas onto the next, etc. So there's, there's a lot of that to it. So it's, as I said, it's a first person shooter. I uh, use guns, etc. So. Um, the shotguns, rifles, pistols, machine guns, except, you know, what you generally yep. standard FPS sorts of games. So I've been using the rifle a fair bit because, yep. um, I'm really bad at FPS on console, even worse than I used to be. So I'm very bad at them now. So if an enemy gets near me, I panic. So I just use yep. the rifle and just pick them off from a distance. It does a lot of damage. It's great for headshots. Um, yep. that's, that's how I play the game. Um, yep. But then you also earn special powers every time you kill one of these um, one of these villains in this game. Um, yes. So yeah, you get their you get their powers and you get different things like teleport. Yep. Which um, are called slabs in this game. They're called slabs. Um, like teleports and things like this, making you more powerful, making you you know be able to do different things in the world, etc. So there's all all that element to yep. it as well. Which, if you've played Prey or Dishonored, you know that Arcane Studios uh, have a, a penchant for doing this kind of thing and adding that. And they're really good at making a world feel like visceral, like you can feel it in that first-person feeling, kind of like um, Mirror's Edge used to do, uh, which is a, another... Who was that? Dice? Another company that seems to be very good at making uh, games that are first-person that you still can kind of... I don't know, really plan your jumps and feel like, because when you're using powers and, you know, jumping from area to area or having, pushing people around and doing that kind of stuff, you're getting really in your face, but it feels really satisfying. Um, so that's really cool. And also the guns actually feel great in this and mm -hmm. you can upgrade them and get yes. not just special moves, but every bad guy has the, like a special weapon. Mm -hmm. um, which you can, which you can choose to keep. So it works like a roguelike as well. Every time you do die, you lose everything, but they eventually get the ability to um, be able to keep some things as you go. So it is like a roguelike that every time you restart, uh, you get a bit more powerful on your yeah, journey. And you, you slowly unlock more. Look, you, you need some sort of currency to use towards a specific either weapon or slab, which is the you know power moves. Uh, you can choose which one of those you want to keep, and you put all your currency that you've found in that last playthrough towards that and start building your own loadout your favorite kind of loadout mm -hmm. which i think is really cool it adds that that's my favorite kind of roguelike or roguelite they like to call it where you kind of progress a bit and you're not just doing the same thing over and over and just getting a little bit better mm. yeah um it's got an awesome soundtrack i think the voice acting is quite good as it well. is yeah um, yeah, I love it and, and all that. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's yeah, it's, it's it's fun. Like we don't want to spoil anything about the story and stuff. Um, I do feel the world's a bit smaller. If, if yeah, that, if that makes sense, I just felt a felt it a little a small, and I felt kind of restricted with the four day thing, like the four 
times of day, four areas kind of thing. I felt a little restricted with that as well, in this weird way. I think that is kind of Arcane's thing, though. They like to do, like, a lot smaller playgrounds, but, like, really pack them out with possibilities. It's I think they really try and encourage mm. you to work outside, your, like, n not just get through it and call it a day. If you go through to just, like, roll credits, then it's a very unsatisfying game. It's I, can, I think it's kind of like, how many times can you do it? How can you do it? Can you do it perfectly? Uh, you know, can you run through with never being seen? Or can you, like, it's very vertical. There's a lot of explorable things, and a lot of that kind of, um, they're quite well known for that type of gameplay where you, gameplay where you think, can I, could I do this? And you try it, and you're like, yes, I actually can do that. That's possible. And you can, there's just a lot of sort of like little underground tunnels that link up or like overhead ledges or like even like little ropes that you can walk onto that feed mm. into other parts of the level that open up different possibilities on approaches and different like groups of enemies. Uh, but you're right though. Uh, and not just explorable, but I guess the environment, it is beautiful, but it doesn't change a lot between the, the four mm -hmm. uh, different areas. So that is one. And my main gripe is that it's, which is weird because I got a very different fear going into it, thinking that I'm just, this is going to be impossible. My main gripe is that it's quite easy because it's very, very guided and very handholdy. Yeah. They set it up in a way that is like you have to figure out how to find and kill these people in this specific order. But you just select the next one in the menu and it takes you it almost like Assassin's Creed. Like there's a little dot that leads you to your next mission and they write everything down for you you don't have to remember passwords which i feel a bit sad about because i feel i felt cool finding all these um hidden documents and things at first and they were all like matching up to different things and i oh okay this leads to the safe and then you run to the safe and it just you just press open and it, you know enter password and it enters it automatically and i'm like feels like well, there should be two diff difficulty modes uh guided yeah. mode and 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 normal mode where you you if you find a code that you you got to figure out the safe for it and then you got to manually put it in um and then you you got to yeah. figure out where the people are without the little dot on i guess you can still do it by not clicking the quest thing but i i don't know i, I know well, what you mean it, though if you don't click the quest thing you don't know which level or time to even even start with so it's like it's too open but once you do it's just like then two guided so i wish you could go in there but they don't tell you where he is you have to like because they they make out that you got to listen to the people and figure out what's going on and where which way and the level is designed beautifully to kind of you know coax you into that direction but there's a big orange diamond and you're like i guess that way yeah you know and they go like go to your apartment and you're like oh I, and you learn the levels are what i love about it but why i hate that it's that easy is is because the world is so small and that's like our main complaint, but I don't think it would feel that small if there was no guide. I feel like it's just small enough for us to learn where everything is. Like when it says go to your apartment, I reckon I could learn where that apartment is pretty quickly yeah. if I wasn't guided. It'd be like, cool, that's up there. That means the main hall is that way, which means this is there and that's, you know, libraries that way. Okay, which one's upstairs? Okay, he likes to hang out in the office of the library. Cool, that's, you know, and then I would start to feel really clever and really cool in that way that gives you that artificial you know uh intelligence that like limbo gives you where you figure out a puzzle and it's designed to be figured out but you feel like a goddamn genius 
when you figure out a puzzle in limbo or inside whereas this i feel like i don't feel like i'm learning a lot because once i've done like four or five i'm like what have i done i'm not sure i've been just following the gps yeah uh one so more thing part. i wanted to bring up before we do score this um is uh the ability to invade someone's game i hate this so much you can choose to or get invaded by people online um i left it on it's annoying as hell i turned it off after i got invaded yeah. multiple times like it's ju it's just a trolling mechanic really yeah yeah I, you know obviously when you jump in there you're gonna just get invaded by overpowered people and i think uh, my recommendation is to use this more like end game because mm -hmm. the game is quite short and like I was saying it is quite easy so once you're done and once you have all your favorite powers yes. make yourself a really cool loadout replay all the levels the way you want to replay them so that you can unlock more of your favorite weapons and like get that currency which I keep forgetting what it is but it's like leftover glowy stuff from dead people and timelines hard yeah. to explain but easy to grasp yeah. get more of that stuff Get your favorite loadout and then unlock the online mode and go come at me i you know this game was too easy let's play get yeah. get yourself a, a fat shotgun yeah. and some teleport because yeah. it is dumb at the start it yeah. and it's silly that it's um unlocked by default so um, yeah. yeah i definitely recommend and i think you'd agree turn that off straight away yeah 100 percent. i left it on to see what would happen and as soon as i could get invaded people were coming in every time and i couldn't get past that one bit because I was getting camped by people with way better powers than me. I'm like, this is actually yeah. dumb at this stage because they know where I'm entering the level from and they are camping waiting for me. But, Callan, when you finish it and get all the best armor and weapons and moves, aren't you going to do just that? No, not really. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. It sounds like a Callan thing to me. I think as soon as you can, you'll be like, righto, noobs. Let's get you initiated. Stop it. Uh, yeah, and again, I just want to say, yeah, the voice actors are Cole, uh, who you play as, and Juliana, who's your main assassin rival in the game. Uh, great voice acting on both. It's yeah, pretty... great chemistry. Really mm -hmm. cool. Uh, it, it, you know, I haven't... It kind of brought me back... It's um, it's nothing like it, but it brought me back to Firewatch. Yes, I was about to say Firewatch, yeah. yeah. yeah just because, like, you don't see them, but you... I mean, you do, but, you know, you yeah. don't see your own person, yeah. but you really hear that. Uh, just that chemistry is really rare, which is why it brings us all the way back to that. Because like, yeah, it's two main voices that you're hearing, and that's what's taking you through the game. Yeah. And besides being first person, those games can't be more different. No. And yet, I'm surprised. I'm like, I'm glad that it, you came to that conclusion yes. as well. Yeah, yeah. Now, awesome chemistry. So, what do you give it out of ten? Give yeah. I, I give this game an eight out of ten. Person, like it, it looks beautiful. It's very fun. Uh, I'm really glad Arcane has come in and come come up with this i'm glad someone big is taking these kind of risks yep. in games mm. you know i i miss seeing a game that has like just a risky premise and it seems samey but please jump in and check it out because it isn't it's very it's not just like another roguelike it's got its own unique thing it's it's a bit it's a bit more mega manny you know that you're yeah. choosing which yeah. guy to kill first and yeah which weapon or power would work best against the next one and then it is a bit easy, but it's kind of fun. Just jump in and let yourself be taken away on this like really unique journey. I, I thought it was just, it looked beautiful. It felt great. Experiment with the guns, have a bit of fun with it. It's, it is small, but it's because you're supposed to just let go and just kind of 
make it a bit of a sandbox and, and learn the place a bit. But mm -hmm. yeah, I gave it an eight, eight out of ten. For yeah, me. Uh, look for me, I, I ended up um, yeah, like I I enjoyed it. I, I haven't finished it, um, but it, it I think it I think it's a, a damn good game, one of the better games to have come out this year, and one of the more unique styles of game in a while. Um, you know, I don't like the invading thing. Um, I don't like that the world's a bit small. But in saying that, I am going to give this a, a, a solid nine out of ten. I think it, I think it's one. I think it's going to be in in the conversation. I don't know if it'll win game of the year from a lot of people, but I think it might be in the conversation, like the top six nice. of the year, etc. Just because nine. of the unique holy style holy. of the game, it's just not your normal yeah. run of the mill shooter. I think they've done something quite clever here. Um, yep. Again, they've done Dishonored, um, Prey, and now this. Um, Xbox now, I know this is a PlayStation timed exclusive at the moment, but Xbox now own this studio. So yeah, and, I, well, this is, this is an Xbox game in a year, you know, yeah. like this is only a timed exclusive. So it's really good news for Xbox to be like, wow, this game that's getting like, you know, some people are giving this perfect scores. Yeah. It's getting rated really well online. Oh, people yeah. are really enjoying it. Uh, and it's for Xbox owners, like as a long-term investment, this is like, a preview of like here's this great yeah, game yeah. that you're going to get to play and not only do you get it you know within a year but you also th this company yeah like yeah, you and said they've been consistent with releasing games every three or so years what it was three and a half years we got prey a couple yeah. of years before that we got dishonored too etc so it's it's every couple of years we get something from arcane and it's generally a very good product so it's like what and unique as well again dishonored and prey were both quite unique in what they were doing in those games, as with Deathloop, yep. what are they going to do next? Hope it's going to be unique. Hope it's going to be really good. Um, and you know, in a couple of years' time, we'll see, and it'll be an Xbox exclusive, and it'll you know, hopefully sell more more machines. I'm very excited for the next game because these guys have been a studio that always gets like a game that's loved by critics but never sells very well, or it's yep. not quite as ambitious. And I think this game as well, like I. This is before they were they were already well into development before they got Microsoft, you know, to buy yeah. them out. So now their next game is going to have the backing of you, you know the most the, the the biggest sort of company in gaming ever, like budget wise. Yeah. So they're going to have like this endless budget to use that beautiful imagination and design they have, and I'm just so curious where it goes because it's kind of it's a predictable path. It's all unique and awesome, but you can kind of join the dots from Dishonored to Prey to this. But mm -hmm. the next step, when they have like that same trajectory, but with an unlimited budget and support, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just, what's it going to be? Yeah. I'm so excited. Exactly. All right. And that was uh, Deathloop. All right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, normally this is where we'd have your questions, but because we're doing it closed this time, we actually didn't ask for anyone's questions. We didn't kind of think of that. So, uh, save them up. this is good. This is good for us. Save yeah. them up for Sa our save, generosity. Save them up for our generosity one, please. Uh, it would be yes. fantastic. You can ask us like any gaming related question. It's cool. Like, even if Carl, do you like Bubsy? And Carl's like, no. And you're like, why not? And Carl's like, I don't know and it's like why don't you stream it and Carl's like I might stream it and then Carl does a two hour Bubsy stream one day I loved Bubsy <laughs> I did too <laughs> I don't even understand Every, everyone, everyone kicks the shit out of that game but I'm like it was fun game and I mean I was in the Solomons and I guess 
we played what we got. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, this is freaking great. This guy looks just like a cartoon. Yeah. The music's fun. The colors are colorful. I'm a little kid. I'm having the time of my life. Yeah. I'm so bored from playing Super Mario World and A Link to the Past. Those dumb games. Let's play something cool like Bubsy for a change. Oh, my God. Um, but, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Send in your, send in your questions. Um, uh, and, as always, we'll go through to Spiel Week and find us... Uh, you know, twitch.tv slash game train twitch, uh, facebook.com slash game train podcast, Twitter at game train talk, Instagram at game train podcast. Uh, find us on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify for the listens. And Carl, real quick, yes, uh, I'm the lyrical, I do game stuff and I do a live music. You can uh, look up my music on YouTube or Spotify, just search the lyrical. You can find me on Instagram at the underscore lyrical and uh, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the underscore lyrical. All right. Okay. So let's roll in to the end of the episode, which is lame love hype. Let's go. Okay. Real quick. What's your lame train? Uh, my lame train is that um, on, on the day that um, Metroid Dread comes out and Far Cry 6 comes out and uh, Tetris effect comes out on the switch all of that drops at midnight and at, at that very second i just got an email that my nbn is down starting at midnight the second all of that drops and it's gonna be down for minimum six hours which is normally the best time to jump on and stream like all this new cool fun content running around in a new open world of far cry you know or even just like checking out the first six hours of metroid what a great stream to drop uh so that's my nbn literally is having maintenance for six hours the second all of those drop on that big day uh which is that friday uh that's my lame train fair I enough i think i know yours <laughs> yeah mine's really easy mine's a four thousand plus q on the night i tried to log into new world what the fuck this is amazon we didn't really go into this amazon made this game one of the richest companies in the world now, it was ambitious, do it, like, they've had flops before this, they had a hero shooter which failed, they've had other things which failed and just died in a butt real quick. This is, but then to go from all that sort of stuff to an open world, pardon me, open world MMO, that's a big yeah. call. That's bloody ambitious. They fucked the queues though. They did. We they have did seen for the last 20 years on release of MMOs, queues are a nightmare, right? It happens every goddamn time. Every time. They have some of the best server infrastructure in the world. Why are they limited 2,000 people per server? Get is beyond me. They had more people waiting in queues on that first night, than playing the actual game. There was over 400,000 around the world in queues with only like 200,000 playing the game at the time. Oh my God. Well, what what I mean, is that? Like That is very good marketing. That's what that is. Like, uh, come up with an idea. Like, I, I, I don't... Like, World of Warcraft does sharding where they have the same server, but they have people in different shards until... It lessens down a bit I, and, and emerges, and that's a good idea now. But again, I, it's it's so hard with this whole design of the world to set up. But again, it feels like two thousand was too small of a cap because in the open beta, I'm sure it was five thousand. 
you know? And that would have alleviated straight away. I wouldn't have been four thousandths in line when I crashed out. I would have only been one thousandth, but then I would have ran through those thousand places much quicker because more people would have been logging out of the game later on, if that makes sense. Rather than a 2,000 limit, we're in a 4,000 queue, less people are logging out. It's a fucking nightmare. So why'd you say real quick for me when I did my lame train? (laughs) You started me off, though. You wound me up. (laughs) No, I didn't. I actually tried to shut you up because instead of reviewing it um, or talking about the games you've been playing, you actually went through your lame train first. So I thought you were going to be like, that thing I said before, that's my lame tray. I know, I just wanted to re- <laughs> reiterate how dumb it was. Oh, and the other dumb thing. So yeah, yeah. we still have mm-hmm. some cues. People have set up AFK bots on the characters, running into walls and shit, just constantly for six hours to stay in the damn game. So other people can't get in. So they still get their spot and it's fucking horrific. All right, let's go and love train. Love Train. Uh, my Love Train is the fact that I've been playing Hot Wheels has got me into like these um, just silly collectible racing car games. And what I love about doing that is finally being able to play one of these sort of kart games, not serious, just fun, silly ones, where I get to unlock the cars again. I haven't done that in so long because bloody Mario Kart 8 Deluxe came out and everything was unlocked already. Yeah. And I was... Even though we'd already done it, I was keen to do it again, but they're like, no, here's everything. Yeah, You're no, no sense like, of progression. Nothing. And then this is like, I get to unlock it all, and it's all a mystery. I love it. And also, I'm also loving that you can't use real currency in it. You have to use the game currency. So even though it takes ages to unlock every car, it's like I'm playing towards it by actually playing the game. And you unlock money from playing online, so you can play with your friends. There's all kind of exploits and stuff, but there is in there all kind of games like this so use them if you want or don't i don't care but it's not real money i'm loving it it's just silly hot wheels and like chocobo racing has been um announced as well a new one of those and that looks like it looks a lot like mario kart with mm-hmm. final fantasy characters i, I love the power up so yeah it looks like it that stuff just looks so fun and i'm all in for it i'm, I'm loving this sort of comeback of just the silly racer mm-hmm Nice. Uh, mine is playing an MMO with friends. I love it. You know. Oh yeah. Doesn't course. happen very often. I haven't played WoW with friends in a long time. Um, yep. You know, Final Fantasy. I played with you, but not with a a big group or anything. But yeah, just jumping into this open world game and and just and also v- voiceover by holding a button. You can talk to anyone. That's a lot of fun. There's a lot of strange yes. people out there too. Yes, there is. There is. That's, that's right. But so no, it, it, it's fun playing MMO with friends. And I think that's what makes these games special. Rather than if it was just a single player experience, it wouldn't be as good. It's the people. Yep. Carl, you got to come play. All right, okay, let's go. Hot train. <laughs> what are you hyped for? Well, it's Generosity Week, so yeah. I'm hyped for Generosity. Like, it, always. I'm always hyped. This, yeah. You know, it's sad that we don't get to go to the Wizard House and that it's all online, but they have developed some brilliant online systems that make it just feel like you're really in there and part of the action, and you get really involved in Discord and all the different streamers in there. They're all just starting to feel like family, so every generosity feels like coming together and jumping in the chat and watching. It's like streaming, but it's like just 
exploded with like the concept of support and not just because we're raising money for cure cancer but just supporting each other seeing people who know each other and jump in the chats and everyone is like extra active because it's this beautiful non-stop stream it's like 57 hours back to back non-stop and it's just always so exciting it only happens twice a year and yeah we always get really hyped for it there's a whole bunch of games coming out this week but i'm more excited just to jump in with gen oz and watch a whole bunch of my favorite streamers in there just like being legends cool mine is playing more new no i'm joking more generosity <laughs> i was gonna say your lame train love train and no train, of course it's gonna be generosity yeah it's it gonna be generosity actually obligated i mean because we love it no just kidding obviously not there's just no money that's I, i'm looking world. forward to playing to new world while i watch generosity oh that's nice <laughs> i'm looking forward to getting my internet back while watching generosity that's not yeah that's awesome but speaking of carl's internet he mentioned metro dread which comes out this week he will be tethering his phone to unlock his game so he can start at midnight but playing by himself because we'll be re reviewing it on that weekend Hopefully on a generosity uh, segment, even though we're part of the generosity scheduling crew. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. We shall... Um, but Metro Dread is our next review game. That's what we'll be reviewing. We'll be having chats about Far Cry. Carl will be talking about some Tales of Arise, etc., etc. So, um, yeah, um, hope to see you all then. Um, if you've got anything else to add before we finish. No, that's everything, guys. Thank you very much for listening. All right. And this has been Game Train.